Welcome to Dub Nation, the official show of the Utah Warriors of Major League Rugby. Great to have you with us. It is the roster reveal show for the 2023 squad. Great to have you. I'm Jerem Jordan alongside Banks. We've got head coach Greg Cooper. What's up, Greg? How you doing? Oh, good. That uh, really pleased to be here. Let's go. And general manager Brandon Sparks. What's up? What's up, man? Nice to be back. Thanks, guys. Okay, this is going to be fun. Let's talk about what it took to make this uh, roster as we reveal it in a moment. A lot of work from you in the offseason, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say from just me. It takes a full team effort to handle this. Uh, you know, Greg's input and influence both globally and domestically in, in New Zealand as well as here uh, was a big factor in this. And as you know, we're always proactive in trying to find the domestic talent and include those domestic talents inside of our, our setup. And, you know, I think we've, we've done a good job with that, um, especially with how last year ended uh, with all of us trending upwards. So it's a, it's a good thing to build off of. Uh, and, and welcome in 2023 with this roster. And Greg, it's your first team in Major League Rugby. Obviously, some talented returners, some new signings, some draft picks, some developing players. How do you feel about the group? You know, I think that's that's it. You know, there, there's a whole balance across here. There's development, which is you know obviously got to be huge. Domestic players and the introduction of some uh, uh, players from uh, offshore. So, as Brandon said, there's been a lot of work gone into that. Um, really excited about what we've ended up with. You know, there's a good balance right across. Uh, we could play a multiple way with uh, games, uh, styles of game, and, and I think that what we've got is a, is a strong side that suits what we need to be able to play here. And Banksy, we wait the entire offseason for today. You know, it's it's the secrets that we have to keep under uh, pain of death if we break them. But then there's also the things that we've known about in some of these returning players. And when you see all the pieces start to come together and you realize how dynamic this team could be on any given game week, whatever that 23 ends up being. And uh, this should be a fun season for Dub Nation to watch. OK, let's talk about the group uh, as a whole. Thirty seven players in all could more could be added more on that later. Twenty five returners, a lot of familiar faces. Seven new signings, five Major League Rugby draft picks. And let's get right to it, starting with the props. Sam Buckley, a draft pick. We saw him in the Collegiate Rugby Shield, played at Lindenwood, originally from England, very talented player. Elijah Hayes is back. He continues to develop and get better. Gabe Kettering from the draft and Collegiate Rugby Shield. Ali Khalifi is back, super experienced USA Eagle. Angus McClellan is back for a sixth season, one of the most tenured uh, tight head props in Major League Rugby. Spent a lot of this offseason with the USA Eagles uh, all over the world trying to qualify for the World Cup. Paul Mullen is back, one of the best. Those two, perhaps the best pairing of tight head props in the league. Emerson Pryor started a bunch last year as a rookie, spent the offseason with Canada. He's been doing great and been in uh, New Zealand uh, training as well. Franco Vandenberg as well is back. That is a tremendous group there, Brandon, that you have coming back into uh, 2023. Yeah, uh, you know, Emerson probably was a steal of the draft last year. Uh, you know, coming out of Rugby Canada, we had some conflicting reports, scouting reports about him. So it was nice to see, get him here in this environment and see that none of them were actually true. And then he excelled <laughs> inside of our environment uh, and earned himself call-ups to Canada. And I bet you what we, what I believe that we have is probably the collection of the best North American props out of any organization inside the MLR. You know, Elijah played... Um, was out most of last year, unfortunately, with injury, but he played through the club season this last year with Haggis, a local team, produced very well there. And then Sam Buckley, uh, one of the incoming draft picks, you know, Northampton Saints Academy player, COVID hit, ended up at Lindenwood, 
you know, I think he only has about nine months left on his eligibility before he is USA eligible. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm confident in saying that we probably have one of the best collections of North American props out of the MLR. And if we don't have that, you know, we don't have a, a, a front row like that. We, we don't have a game. So there's more to the game than that. But clearly we need to have a strong, strong front row. So we've, we've, we've got growing talent, but and we've got experienced talent. And I think we're well set now. When you talk about like the guys at the one, when you look at probably Franco and Emerson there at the one as maybe your one and two, you can talk about the guys at the three with obviously Paul and Gus. And then you look at Ollie who can cover either side of that, the veteran experience as well as the youth wrapped up in that. When you look at how high that ceiling is for somebody like Emerson, who's really just scratched the surface of what he's been able to do in that position at loose head prop with what he can learn from somebody like Ollie Khalifi is pretty incredible. Yeah, I think the the tutelage of of Robbie Abel as well with that forward pack is is instrumental. But I think what makes our our prop group so special is the training environment. Like they perform on Saturday, but they're these young players are growing so much faster because of the Ollies, because of the Pauls, and, and those types of players. So I think the training environment is what really needs to be celebrated on these players' uh, development, and not necessarily the game day contribution so much. All right, well, let's move on to the hookers then to fill out the front row. If we look at the uh, three on roster right now, we've got Joey Backy returning again, a guy with a really high ceiling for what he's been able to do, a lot of work he's put in in the offseason. Henry Bell, a Kiwi guy, a little uh, influence from Coach Coops there. And then uh, the big Fijian, the fan favorite, Tuvere Vungakoto, rounding out the uh, number two jersey. Coach, what do you think of your hookers? Yeah, uh, we're fortunate there. I mean, there's some, obviously Henry is uh, from Dunedin, from Otago. Uh, quality player, had a great uh, NPC in New Zealand. So uh, very fortunate to be able to secure someone like Henry, who's not only is a very good player, he's a good character as well. Joey's been outstanding in the off season. You know, I've caught up with Joey a number of times, working really hard in his game. Coming out of a, a, a previously as a loose forward and obviously growing now, Great opportunity this year to get out there, to get some more game time. But I think the most important thing is first is put yourself in a position physically to be able to meet the demands of MLR. And he's, he's clearly doing that. Tuveri, we know, has a history, has a, has a background. Um, so there's a real battle in the hookers uh, there at the moment. But good to see uh, someone like Henry join it, but with a lot of competition there in that hooker berth, which is important. If we don't have competition, we're not going to push the boundaries and we need to push the boundaries. I was in the weight room uh, just last week with Joey Backey and he's over there front squatting 300 pounds casually for fun. Did you spot him? <laughs> this, there's not a whole lot I'm going to do with 300 pounds other than watch Joey lift it up. <laughs> Talk about that physicality at that number two position. It's become so crucial in the modern game, Sparksy. Yeah, I think we've got a good collection of, of you know, literal uh, back row hookers. Uh, most of our hookers have a you know, transitioned into the hooker spot from the back row position, which is what the requirement of for that hooker position nowadays is somebody that's mobile, can get over the ball and contribute not just at the set piece time, but but for the, the whole game in open play, so on and so forth. And yeah, I think we've done a good job with that. I think also the important thing too is, you know, like there are more, scrums are important, but there are a lot of lineouts in the game. You know, there are, the more lineouts and scrums, and we've just got to hit the mark. And, you know, Henry comes over with a... Um, uh, with a great uh, accuracy rate in the line-out, and, and obviously Joey's growing. And I think it's not just the fact that there's going to be competition. There's going to be help within that within that group. You know, the best thing in a team is when players are helping each other. And while they're competing for positions, they're helping each other and, and, and having the quality of those players there, they can all help each other. There were a lot of close games last year. Some of those came down, 
came down to the wire. Lineouts uh, were an issue at times, so certainly this group will be the ones that try and control that. Okay, next up, there's so much versatility in this group. We put them all together. Locks, flankers, eight-man. We start with Onehunga, Avili, a Tongan international. New signing, Jamie Lane, got hurt early in the year. He's almost like a new signing, it feels like, but that was a big injury. He is uh, getting back to form, which is great. John Dupree out of Central Washington in the MLR draft as a rookie. Greg Janowick uh, shed 30 pounds uh, out of Tennessee. Uh, MLR draft pick. Thomas Tuavau is back. Sai Uhila is back. Always good to have the chief. Yuri Van Vuren is back. One of the most physical players in MLR out of South Africa. Lance Williams, the only player named to all MLR last year, a first-teamer. His greatest rugby season. It was awesome. He is back. Got a bit of news on him in a moment. Jonah Dietenberger, young player coming over, drafted a couple of years on the trade to San Diego with Mikey Tail. And Bailey Wilson, El Capitan out of Australia, USA, eligible, back for a fourth year. This is a loaded group with some real versatility, Brandon. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the one that stands out probably most to me from the draft picks would be Jan Greg Janowick. I think he'll probably slot into that similar position. He'll slot into that similar position that uh, we found Emerson in last year, where, you know, on film, he, he looked overweight. On film, he looked overweight. Uh, you know, coming from a small school, a little less unknown. We flew him out here for a pre-draft workout. And when he got here, we, that's when we learned that he had shed 30 pounds, had a really good frame on him. But then through the workouts, uh, we noticed that he was reading the lineouts. And when he was reading the lineouts, we asked him, like, well, how are you seeing that? What are you looking at? And he's like, oh, it's just something that I, I study on tape. I look at it before every game. It's something that I feel really important to us. So not only are we getting a physically imposing individual, we're getting somebody that's got the ability to think about the game of rugby. When decoding those lineouts like that, too, that's real Rain Man level yeah. stuff for a, a, a type five forward to be able to figure out because some of those calls can be really complex. So to be able to anticipate that, pretty significant in a second row player. Oh, it is. And I mean, you know, if we've got players who are doing the core role but bring a little bit extra to the game re really important because you know we don't want to be relying you know on on one or two players who are, who have that ability so you know we're lucky in that and that and we've done a good job I mean I know Brandon's worked really hard on in getting these players here but you know one of the important you know experience is really important in any any squad and Sire brings experience and he brings respect and I think you know he's going to be someone that's going to play a big role in this year because of his ability to earn that respect both within our team and within the opposition. So, um, you know, we need to get physical. Uh, you know, this is a part of who we are, so we've got to be physical. And a guy like Sire brings that physicality. And there's all sorts of other uh, attributes from the other players that'll complement a player like Sire and the others that we have there. When you talk about the mobility and, and all-around game of somebody like Tree and uh, Jamie Lane, and then you talk about that physicality of uh, Onihonga Havili, You've had to tackle those guys for 60, 70 minutes. And then Saya Uhila comes on in some substitute minutes and you've got to deal with that. That's a handful for any team in a game plan. Yeah, and I think the other thing too is we've got we've got interchangeable players here. You know, we've got players that can play in the middle row. So certain games, you know, we might have someone from the back row play in the middle row. We've even got someone in the middle row who can play in the back row. So oh, I think for us, that's really important. You know, we need three 
effectively we need three line-out forwards, three options. We've actually got more there uh, in terms of we could put a squad on the field where we could have more than three, but three is what we need. Um, but it's not just the ability to actually win the line-out, it's the ability to have all the components of that. And, and obviously one of those is speed. So get there, have an understanding, uh, have an accuracy with everything, with the lifters, the jumpers, the calling, and uh, and bang, if we can win that ball, which we will do, we once we win that ball, then we can play because we've got the players to play. Let's talk about Lance Williams. Big news coming out today. He's joining the USA Sevens. Yeah, got his first call up to the USA Sevens. He'll be on the Dubai and Cape Town. Uh, you know, Warrior Nation, relax. He'll be back for us in January. <laughs> He'll be here. We've already talked about it, both with him and Mike Friday. But we're really happy for Lance to finally be captured by the USA uh, and get a shot. Like he, he's he's been on the cusp of it. He's been one of the most high, one of the higher performing flankers in all of MLR. And I hope that this is the uh, entry way to a very good and long international career for him and will we see him with 15s at some point with the u.s hopefully you would hope so you would hope so it was surprising that he hadn't gotten the call up yet but i i think as we transition into the next world cup i think he should be a mainstay there yeah i think uh, you know the our, our success will help players like lance and i think that's a critical thing you know when a team gets the success and, and the warriors are not far away certainly last year the way the season finished you can see it's, it's close and we've just got to take that next step forward and if you know we do the job on the field and get the success we're looking for then the players get rewarded and from a coaching point of view that's one of the greatest things you can have is seeing the players gain recognition because the team's doing the job let's look now at the scrum halves the little generals that will marshal us around the field uh returning from Whangarei in New Zealand, Zion going. We've got uh, draft pick Tai Kawe, another local product out of Orem who spent time at Cutstown and a big pickup in the draft here and had a great draft day with him here uh, to celebrate that moment. We've got Connor McLeod, a Napier kid coming in from uh, New Zealand. And then Niall Saunders returns from England and a really well-rounded group with a bunch of different tools at their disposal here at the nine position. Well, I think the important thing with our nine also is the fact that we've got the ability to win the uh, win the ball we've got the ability to power through the forwards we've got the control further out you know in the 10 position we've got the power in the midfield and the finishes on the outside we need the glue in the middle we need the guy who can be who can control he can get to the breakdown and clear the ball he can put us in position uh, he makes good decisions um, and and that's part of the uh, big part of the reason for Connor McLeod that's what he does then we've got other players uh, who add their you know add their value and you've mentioned Ty a young player great to see a young player coming through um, we've got to grow those players to get get to that level and then you've got the other issue you've got the other part here is Niall Niall can play both nine and 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 further out you know he's got the speed he's got the ability so you know we've we've again we've got certain players to play certain games but we've got players who can play other games um, but uh, we've worked really hard on this because there's no point in having what we've got and not having that glue in the middle. And talk about that glue in the middle, especially under the tutelage of assistant coach Sean Davies. How does this nine group look to you, Sparksy? I think it's a great nine group. I think Zion going is another one that will, will eventually press for a, a USA call-up, uh, being USA eligible for us. Um, you know, the nice thing about our environment is Ty was one of our was our first first-round draft pick. Uh, but our environment's going to allow those players to develop without the rush of performing. Uh, you know, that's part of being invested. That's part of being invested in the domestic talent is you got to give them the room and the time to develop. And we have that environment. Much here. like with Elijah Hayes and what he's been able to do to develop physically and mentally yes, into his exactly. abilities as a rugby player. Exactly. OK, let's talk about the fly halves. Uh, Danny Giannoscoli is back, a former MLR pick of the Warriors in 2021 uh, from Philadelphia. Joel Hodgson 
great experience in the English Premiership, 110 appearances there. He provides a lot of veteran leadership and experience. Cliven Lopser is back the Namibian International as they qualified for the World Cup. Congrats to them. Colson Warner, utility back, is back the pride of Idaho. And Connor Burns out of Lindenwood had a fantastic rookie season. He and, and Emerson Pryor and others, uh, you, you killed it in the draft. They played and they played well. That's always the goal. Yeah, it's always the goal. Uh, it's nice to have Danny back. I, I think that Danny is uh, a sleeping superstar in the game of rugby. Personally, I'm not shy to say that. Uh, but again, it goes back to creating that development uh, culture that will have that room for him to be successful. He's another one that can play 10, 15, 11, 14 and 13, which gives us a good flexibility. Uh, the Joel Hodginson one, uh, I'll let I'll let Greg speak on a little bit more. But you know, we do owe a thank you to Warrior Nation because his agent was actually here for one of the home games, and the atmosphere in the game-like environment uh, was one of the one of the big reasons why Joel wanted to come to Utah and be a part of it. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a little U-Dub backstory. Nation. Yeah, it's, it's a little backstory on that. So like, we owe we owe a lot to our supporters because creating that home field environment. Hopefully, we can raise it up a little bit. But like creating that environment that we already have. Uh, makes players excited to come here and be a part of the Utah Warriors. Yeah, I, I think Joel, I've had a number of discussions with Joel, had one with him today and just going over a number of things. Now, he's got he's got that experience and that control. So I know Brandon's been discussing with Joel for a number of months now, and I think to get him here um, with the experience and also with the character, the ability, all those sort of things, it's great for us. Danny, I've had a, a good chat with Danny on the phone there a little while ago, and it's nice to see someone wanting to come back you know, I think when when you want to come back, it means you know something uh, was special the first time, but maybe you didn't quite understand it. Now he's got an opportunity. He's uh, uh, matured. He's growing, and as Brandon said, he's got a lot of ability in various positions as well. So we've got the depth there. Um, you know, we've got Caleb there who can play there as well. So again, this squad is is, is, is very versatile. But I think you know the key signing there is clearly Joel. Um, and not only will he be great on the field, I think he'd be great in organising and helping others grow. You know, you know, someone like Danny can really benefit by his um, uh, tutelage, I would think. Thanks for mentioning Caleb Makany because Caleb is on the squad. We're just putting him with the fullback, so more on him in a second. He is coming back. He played a lot out of position and played really well to yep. his credit at great. 10 and really kind of carried the team through the second half of the season, so that was really exciting. Before we get to the back three, Let's talk about the centers, and this group is absolutely stacked full of talent with Tyler Fisher returning, with Paul Lasique, warrior number one, uh, you know, having big Paul back is a huge deal. We're going to have uh, C.O.C. Nauer, who can play wing and center, another guy that's really versatile. Logan Tongo on the signing back from his run with the USA Sevens, and now here is a warrior full-time, another local player who was found and discovered after his time in American football, just playing in a touch tournament here in Utah in our own backyard. So hey, Warriors might find you in a touch tournament. Like, <laughs> like if you if you look like Logan Tongo, they might find you. Show up and play ball, having Logan. Logan on the squad is incredible. And then uh, Tomasi Tonga, who of course had a breakout season last year and found him through the Pathways program here in Utah. So another local asset. When you look at the physicality of this group and the skill set that they have, that's gotta be exciting to have with your pairings on any given week, coach. Yeah, I, I think you, you, you touched there. We've got to have the physicality, but we've also got to have the ability to get to the edges as well. And, and players have that. I mean, like you look at a guy like Paul, Paul is a power athlete, but he's also got some 
strong, silky skills. Tomasi is a growing uh, player. He played enough last year and he's just been playing in the Crossroads Cup as well. So we kept an eye on him there. So, you know, and then you've got you've got others like Tyler, who's, you know, we know power carriers as well. So we've got a, the, the, the issue here is to make sure we get the gain line when we need it and we get to the edges when we need it. And, and that's when we've got the ball, but then those boys have got to shut it down defensively. And there's no one in that group who's, who's shy of defensive work. So we're going to grow that defence and, um, and and those players will come into both attack and defence. Well, you talk about size. I wouldn't want to run at a centre line that I'm looking at. Tyler Fisher, 6'3". Paula Sique, 6'1". Siosi Nauer, I think, 6'2". Logan Tongo, 6'3", 6'4". And Tomasi Tonga, 6'2", 6'3". That's a big set of bodies that you're going to have to hurl yourself into to make the gain line against these Warriors. Yeah. And I think there's there needs to be, like, Tomasi, I think, is one up-and-comer as well. He had a very good Crossroads Cup where he wasn't just a big body. He was able to exercise some leadership uh, as well as be a distributor, a creator, and leader within his within his little team there. So, yeah, it's good. You know, and there's, there's a familiar name that isn't on that list that hopefully we'll be able to get across the line here shortly. So, as always, just watch our social media for all that. Uh, all those immediate and exciting news there. That's exciting. It's a great plug. Yeah. Well That's done. a nice tease. We call it a tease <laughs> in the biz. Let's go. Okay, let's check out the wingers. Speedy guys. Okay, Connor Burns uh, can play wing and fullback. Uh, Mika Kruse is back. One of the most dynamic players in the entire league. Joe Mono. What a season Joe Mono had coming off an ACL. Seven tries in seven games. Logan Tongo, we mentioned as a center, he can also play wing out of American Samoa, USA Sevens guy, and COC Nauer, we have mentioned as well. What do you think of the wingers, Brandon? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got a great collection of winger group. Uh, the interesting one is Connor Burns a year away from becoming USA eligible, which gives us, you know, hope. Joe Mano's switching his eligibility from America Samoa to the become a USA Eagle eligible player, which he's another one that we think will get an immediate call up. You know, Joe, Joe is probably the most one of the most exciting players in the MLR right now. So it'll be good to have him back for a full year and dedicated to, to working and getting and contributing on, on the field. You know, and obviously Logan brings a very unique uh physicality to that position um which you know will be exciting to see what how he's progressed and developed since uh, his time with usa sevens i think also mika uh, you know there's an opportunity for mika to move into the midfield as well into the 13 position so you know that we may look at that option uh, earlier in the year just to see uh, see how that works so um but yeah there's the finishes there clearly the finishes there and i think logan you know that opportunity to get a big another big body out wide um yeah, it could be midfield, but more likely, I think, on the edge where, you know, we give him a bit of space. For a big man, he's still quick. So, you know, we put him out there and we give him an opportunity, we get him wide. Uh, yeah, I think he can do some damage out there. Which is incredible because he played defensive end at Washington State. And I don't think defensive end and wingers. That's just not, that's not yeah. what I think. I think cornerbacks and receivers, yeah. right? So he is so fast that he can play winger as well. You want to talk about assets on the outside? I think you've got a few there on the lineup, Coach. Let's talk about fullbacks and a position you're very familiar with. To go with some of the other players, obviously, like like the Mika Cruzes and uh, and the Caleb Makanis, um, included in that is Caleb Returns, Connor Burns, who plays that wing fullback position. A lot of versatility in your entire back three when we talk about wing and 15. Yeah, and we've also got, again, go back to another player playing named uh, at the 10 position. Cleven can play at 15. Uh, Joel can play at 15 as well. So um, it, it's a matter of understanding what's our best mix, but you know, you've know, you just named two quality players. Uh, Caleb's just come off an NPC in New Zealand where he's played well. Uh, so. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, you, you know, we've just named a team there where you, you'd, you'd struggle to say where is the weakness. 
Um, easier said than done, because now it's up to the, the responsibility of the group to bring their strengths to the surface. And I think that's the critical thing, is how we play the game. There's no point in going out there and saying, well, we're gonna play the game this way, no, we're gonna play the game the way that suits the players. Uh, and that's the crucial part of all of this. So we need to get them in the right condition. Uh, we need to get them um, uh, their skill set high, their condition at the best level we can get. So mentally they are strong. And the, I think you mentioned before, the close games, we win then win those close games. Because that's the difference. There's not a lot in it from last season, but I think there's a lot of growth that can put us into a, a level that we haven't been at yet. It's anchored by domestic players and bolstered by international players. I just think it's a really, really fun roster as we take a look at where everybody's from. Now, there are more USA-eligible players than listed, but United States, 15, New Zealand, 6. Uh, Coop comes over, there's six Kiwis. Let's go. Five from England, three from South Africa, two from Tonga, and then one from Ireland, Canada, Fiji, Australia, American Samoa, and Namibia. So truly the... Uh, a world game and it's represented by this roster but there are a lot of usa eligibles and there are eagles sitting in this group at, at least three that are currently in the mix and many more to come yeah yeah and that's part of the, the recruitment strategy is like we want we want to be the epicenter of rugby here we want to be utah built uh and you know it, it has to start by us investing and having the patience to develop local talent uh you know our internationals are here to support and help us grow uh, our inter our domestic players, and I think that this everybody from a character standpoint, will, we can achieve that with this group. I think what Brandon mentioned there, and the word well, the words Utah built. Uh, wherever you go, you become a part of that history, and and I think from a coaching point of view, I've gone to a number of places around, but I when you go there, you are part of the fabric of that team, and I think no matter who comes in this week. What the environment that I want to create is you represent the community, you represent the state, you represent the community, uh, you represent your families, but when you are here, you're representing Utah. Um, and you know the history here is incredible history. We need to make this side a part of that incredible history. And we want to make the Utah Warriors the epicenter of North American rugby. I think this is a great opportunity to do it. So. Whether you've come from New Zealand, South Africa, or wherever, you are now part of Utah. And that, to me, is a real crucial part as we go forward, building this environment. When it's really exciting, as you see this all develop and you see the different players and people that continue to come into this organization, with over a dozen different guys that are uncapped that will be USA eligible playing in this squad, and the level of competition that the MLR continues to bring, you can really see how the change in culture in rugby in America is coming about with a team like this and the versatility there. Yeah, look, look, you, you look across the whole of the MLR, you know, they're, they're, they're from all over the, the globe. Um, but the important thing is we are going to work hard at, at, at uh, promoting growing domestic players. But, you know, some a foreign player may become a domestic player. You know, a player we've got, you know, we mentioned the American Samoa, you know, part of the American uh, setup. So we're going to grow as many as we can to become um, domestic, you know, domesticated uh, American players, but also the important thing is we get success and we're going to aim for success this year. We get success here, we will grow rugby in, in Utah. Can we change the note here, Jeremy? I know you said uh, there's one from uh, Ireland. Can we change that note to say Texas? Because that's because that's really that's really where Paul Mullen yeah. is from, right? Paul Mullen's I mean, really Texan. He's more Texan than he is from Ireland. Don't let the uh, accent <laughs> fool you. Uh, this guy's this guy's Texan. Yeah. Also, test experience is always awesome. 
We look at guys on the roster with that. Ali Khalifi, Mika Kruse, Paula Sike, Angus McClellan, Paul Mullen, Emerson Pryor now, Tuvede Vunga Koto, uh, Cliven Lopser, Onihunga Havili. Perhaps I miss a couple, but it's just nice to have guys who have played at, at, at that level. Uh, and now they bring that into MLR. Okay, so the offseason is still upon us for the next couple of months. But you put this roster together, uh, more on perhaps a, a couple additions. But do you feel like the vast majority of the needs were met with this group? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, first off, it's it's not a couple months. It's only five weeks now, I believe, <laughs> if we were looking at it today. But uh, yeah, like I think we 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 met the, what we needed to accomplish. The MLR is the land of the six four lock, as we know. Um, we went from having a middle of the pack or lower of the middle of the pack uh, lock group on height wise to now we're in the upper percentile uh, against the rest of the rosters. So like that was one of the things that we wanted to accomplish. We wanted to get an experience ten, which we we did that. And then we also wanted to make sure that we expanded our uh, training group to, to make sure that we had quality training or athletes inside that training environment. And we did that with the drafted players. So for me as the GM, yeah, I do feel that we met our off-season needs. Yeah, I, I think we have. Uh, and, and again, you know, I even go into the, the, the growing the depth and the hooker situation because, you know, it's great to have targets to throw to. You've got to hit those targets. You know, you've got to have someone who can do that. So, and, and I do go, you know, in the, in the 10 position is crucial. Um, the 19 position. So I think if you look across the board there, there's no obvious areas that we would say, hey, we're struggling in. So, but now the job is to make sure that we maximize that ability. Okay, and you guys were busy in the off season as well, continuing that pathway development. The Crossroads Cup came about, sort of this replacement of the select season, which will actually be in the spring. We'll talk about that in a second, but how was the Crossroads Cup, and did you find uh, that there are a few players that you're interested in for at least the select squad, if not the Warriors in the future? Yeah, I, I think the, it was massive. It was a massive success. Uh, it was great. You know, we owe a lot to the community coaches that stepped up in there. You know, we had alumni in there with Fats and, and Jared Whippy uh, leading the charge on two of those teams. And, you know, those guys went out and really – uh, embrace the spirit of what that competition is about, which is referee, coach, and player development. They went out and found young players. They added them to that group. And the, the Crossroads Cup is meant to feed the, the selects uh, and allow for that development to happen. You know, I think we're confident in saying that there will be a, a couple of exceptions that will probably jump right to the MLR. But for the first year of doing something like that, yeah, I was really happy with it. I was impressed with it. The community showed up to support it, both as a playing standpoint, uh, as well as a coaching standpoint, uh, you know, and a referee standpoint. And I'm excited to, to sit down with that group and figure out how we can improve it as we move into 2023, because I think it's gonna become an important part of our development pathway. When coach, obviously you came up in New Zealand where that club culture is just as much a part of everyday life as it is anywhere. How was it to be able to watch this competition featuring only domestic players here in Utah? Oh, I think it's huge, Banksy, because, if, you know, we, we, they're on our, door, our doorstep. So they're there. The games were physical. They were very, very physical. So um, the physicality is something that, that, you know, stands out locally here for the type of players. And there is... There is talent. There's no question about this talent here. So, our job is to to look at that, and you know we are. There's there's been a number of caught our eye. So I think it's only going to get better and better and, and improve. And you know you may. I think this is going to be a very good feeder competition to the Warriors, uh, as it has already demonstrated that already. And uh, it's just only going to get better and better. So Junior Warriors, the academies, the Crossroads Cup. Up to the Utah Selects. In previous years, we've seen them compete in the fall. That's being moved to the spring. 
as a sort of minor league team that will be ready to be called up, if, if you will, this year? Yeah, I, I think as we went away and we kind of looked at everything, um, we saw that the, the selects were doing a great job with the development. But I think to maximize the development and to support the top team that we had to move it in there, similar to what you see with Major League Baseball with the top club. On, and then when you get down into their AAA, AA and single A affiliates. Uh, so by moving it into the spring and having them play better competition alongside of that, in the event that one of those guys has to be called up to be included inside the Warriors, we'll just have them be more ready than they have been in the past. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of modeling after the traditional gold academy or the Academy A model where they'll play in the day before the MLR games or the Friday night before the MLR games. Um, that way they have the chance to demonstrate what, they, what they're capable of and not and still be a part of the game day activities with the MLR. Hey, Mike Trout played for the Salt Lake Bees for a minute. Then he was with, so hey, come watch the selects. Yeah. You may say see the next big thing. Yeah, and I mean, guys, like remember too, like even if they don't make the Warriors, there's, there's now, I, I, would, I would think it's about eight players that are littered around the league that have come through the selects. So I, I, it, it speaks to, to like the work that Ali Khalifi is doing down there uh, and the rest of the staff of developing those players. Like Even if they don't make it to the Utah Warriors, they're still being sought after by other teams in the league, which, which speaks to the strength of that development program. Coops, I think what's really exciting, too, with this Selects Plus and this minor league system is we had seen a gap in previous years where the collegiate game was at a certain level, the club game was at a certain level, and then MLR came in and players were expected to make this jump. This really closes the gap on the learning process and the systems and the type of training and access to, to, um, to mentorship that these different players will have now. Well, yeah, but also Brandon mentioned about the referee development, the coach development. All of those things are really important. So if the referees, uh, and I had a meeting with the referees or attended their, their conference, local conference here on the, on the weekend, and, and some of the talk coming out of that meeting was outstanding. You know, the, the talent is there, but you just need to have the exposure and, and the coaches and the crossroads, you know, they got exposure and we're an open book, you know, like, you know, people, you know, we're, we're inviting coaches to come along and see what we do because if we can get the coaches to grow and, and, and they develop, well, they develop the players. So the more, and we get them to those, those players in our environment, maybe not at the, uh, at the MLR Warriors uh, division, but, you know, below that slightly, they're only going to grow. And that's the whole thing. We've, it's just got to be a continual cycle of growth and development. Well, if you're excited like us, get your season tickets because uh, it's the season's around the corner coming up in February, Banksy. Dub Nation, it's time to get your Black Friday deals. Wear the four stripes and be ready in the stands here at Zions Bank Stadium. Be ready to go with all of the gear. The Black Friday deal includes four season tickets, a cap, t-shirt, or a scarf, and all of that is available at warriorsrugby.com on Black Friday special right now. Well, let's wrap things uh, with final thoughts about the roster or whatever you want at this point, Greg. Well, I think I, I came out, uh, Jerome, and I came out and stated earlier on uh, in the summer that the expectation is to make the playoffs. Uh, and, and I'm confident we've got a roster that, that can do that. Obviously, the goal is every year to get to the playoffs. Once you get to the playoffs, then you're in a chance to win a championship. So there's no point in going out and saying, we're going to win the championship, get to the playoffs first. So the work that Brandon's done, the organisation's done, it gives me a lot of confidence that that objective that you know I've publicly stated uh, can be achieved. Now the extra, the different hard work, you know, that hard work's out of the way. Now there's another uh, focus for us, and that starts uh, next week on the field training. So, uh, really, really excited about that. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, it's exciting to have you know Greg here now and, and help us usher in a new you know uh, 
MLR Utah Warriors team, you know, but really I wanted to just express gratitude to like everybody inside the organization, our supporters um, for, for help making this off season as successful as it been last year, didn't go as anybody wanted it to go, you know, but they stuck with us. The organization stuck with us. We've made the improvements that we needed to make to make this a better organization, both on and off the field. And I'm excited to get to 2023 and see what Greg and the staff can do with these boys. Absolutely. Well, we are very excited. We do want to end with a special shout out to Utah Warriors super fan, Michael Omoro, who found out that he has brain cancer and he's going through a really hard thing. Our thoughts are with you, brother, uh, with you and your family. We hope for the best as you uh, go through this tough time. We got you. We got you. Let us know what you need. Okay, that'll do it for us. Uh, our thanks to everybody involved here, of course, for Banksy and Greg Cooper and Brandon Sparks and our production team. We've got the roster now, baby. Check out the schedule. Get your season tickets. And we will see you soon on another Dub Nation.